This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Boy, Bart, Laddie's the best dog in the world. He's nothing like your old dog. Remember the time he ate my goldfish and you lied to me and said I never had any goldfish? But why did I have the bowl, Bart? Why did I have the bowl? Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. That was outstanding. We're going to cut and print that. That's okay. good. That's outstanding. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we're here. We're back. We're talking we're about dogs. Talking talking canines. Talking canines in the Two Bad Neighbors uh, studio. This is going to be our last recording together for some time. For the foreseeable future. Yep. Maybe forever. Yep. Bye. <laughs> uh, we are here. We are without a guest. Yep. Um, but this is Two Bad Neighbors, the encyclopedic yeah. compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. My you name is Greg. It. My name's Alan. And that's what we do. You know the drill. We talk about the Simpsons, and that's exactly what we're going to do. That is exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. But first, <laughs> how have you been? Uh, I'm coming down from the flu. Yeah. yeah. As you know. I was coming um, down last time we recorded, so yeah. this has just so been a- this is just a flu- a, fl- a flu of flus. Just a bunch of fun episodes. Yeah. For, a lot, for lot of fun for both of us to listen and to. for people to hear. Um, <laughs> I apologize about my nasally ass voice for the last I five didn't notice episodes. It, no? Personally. So oh, wow. Okay. You, you, you stole yourself well. Well, I mean, I am a professional, mm, so. Consummate. Mm. And I am not. <laughs> Which is why I'm revealing this information mm. rather than just trying to hide it. Right. Hey, question for you mm. that just came across my mind. Do you think I could get these bases these microphone bases through airport security why wouldn't you on carry-on on carry-on yeah i mean yeah as far as i know yeah do you think they'd call- classify them as a weapon maybe that's the thing yeah but, um, i don't think they would no but i don't i'm not a, i'm not t- security no <laughs> <laughs> it's true i'd not. be like that guy in uh the the duff brewery like <laughs> Uh, mouse, fine, fine, knife, fine. And if someone distracts me, he's like, hey, thanks a lot. It means a lot. And just like several things will go past me. Right. Like, I'm not good. I wouldn't be good at that job. Right. Is what I'm sure, saying. sure. Yeah. I'm just worried that they're going to be like, no, you can't take that on. Why would point. you want them on your carry-on? That's a good point. I'll put them in my check. Yeah. Well, <laughs> solve that. Oh, good. Greg's flying places, guys. I was just trying to be like, should I put the microphone? Because I'm going to put one of the microphones in my in my carry-on. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Obviously? Yeah, obviously. I don't know why obviously. Well, Explain. because I can. I trust myself to take better care of them on the flight than, than, the, than those clowns. The rubes? Yeah. What a bunch of clowns. <laughs> uh, I mean, hope I s- hope they don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the mics we're talking, to, we're talking into right now would probably be okay, but... But, what a but, 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 uh, the microphone that I want to take the the really nice one is like, I don't want to. It's pricey. It's pricey. So I don't want to. I don't want to fuck with that. You want to cushion that. Yeah, and I want to take this my my recording system as well, just in case I don't come back and <laughs> we have to do this remotely for a while. Mm-hmm. Which is a possibility. Everybody. It is a possibility. Everybody, <laughs> we will continue. Oh yeah, we'll we'll keep it going. Yeah. You just won't get the you know the the unique face to face banter that you so crave. It's bad because we would have to basically start from square one as far as like learning how to talk to each other again because mm-hmm. so much of it is just like feeding into each other's sentences yeah, and so. the energy in the room. Yeah, and being able to see like right now, I know Greg isn't speaking because his mouth is closed, and you know if I give him a little bit of an inch. And I'll take a mile. And, you know, he does that. I can stop. And otherwise, with, you know, Skype and that kind of thing, sometimes I'll be talking and Greg will want to interject, but he won't know if he should and vice versa. And it's just the, the rhythm, you guys. It's a thing. It's, it's a rhythm. It's, it's like jazz. Uh, yeah. you. Um, you it's Skip about it the back. notes not being played, That's really. Right. Uh. <laughs> God. Uh, I love jazz. I love everyone. jazz. I <laughs> love it. 
<laughs> I really don't. I don't Do, know. Yeah, enough like about I've music never been, I never got jazz. into jazz. Yeah. I I don't think I I like it. But I don't dislike it. I'm not against it. Yeah, no, I actively but it's not hold something protests I- against <laughs> jazz. I'm kidding. I, I just don't know it's, it. It's not something I would sit down and listen to. But if it was playing somewhere, if there was like a jazz band playing, I'd be like interested. I'd be like, this this looks like fun. Of course. But it's just never something I'd be like, I want to listen to some jazz right now. <laughs> I'm put on some smooth jazz. A lot of jazz is scatting, right? Yes. Yes, it is. And then... This is bad radio right now. It reminds me of the of the Parks and Recreation public broadcasting guys. Guy Dave Bianculi. You mean the one played by Dan, Dan Castellaneta? Exactly, Rice. Hey, he's in an episode that we're talking about today. One he might sure say is. he's in every episode mm, that we talk about. Most of them, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are talking about the Canine Mutiny. Do you want to dive right in? Sure, let's do it. Okay. Uh, the Canine Mutiny is the twentieth episode of season eight, written by Ron Hauge. Apologies, I don't know how to pronounce. Wait, 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 wait. What? Uh, what episode number is this? Twentieth. Seriously? Yeah. We're so close. I know. <laughs> it's insane. Oh my god. Yeah, because we did uh, Old Man and the Lisa. We've already recorded, which is twenty-first, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, four more episodes before the end of season eight. If I could have just held on a little longer, just one more, one more week, maybe <laughs> one more week, it would have been. <laughs> Could have finished season eight. We would have had it, had it in but, the bag. Uh, instead, we got to wait. Yep. But there's some choice ones coming up at the end of the season. Sure is. Anyway, uh, <laughs> written by Ron Hauge, directed by Dominic Polcino, original air date April 13th, 1997. April 13th? Mm hmm. So, <sighs> this is the second episode that we've talked about that um, Ron Hauge has written. The other being Homer's phobia. Indeed. Uh, what do you uh, What do you think of this of this guy? He seems all right. I uh, I will say this episode, the Canine Mutiny, isn't a favorite. Yeah, but it's also not a, a bad one. Uh, it's not it's not one I I dislike. Right. But it's more in the middle middle of the pack for me for this season. Um, I kind of there's okay. So here's the thing, Bart. <clears throat> I kind of dislike Bart throughout this episode. <laughs> yeah, I for a lot of reasons. For the most, for most of this episode, I, I agree with you. But yeah. go for it. Um, I am on board with uh, his storyline at the beginning because it's something totally Bart would do: get a fake credit card or real credit card with a fake name, mm-hmm. um, commit a little mail fraud, yeah, a little mail fraud, ah, just a teensy bit. You know, that's what put Capone away. Ah, I didn't know that. I don't know history. It wasn't mail fraud. Sorry, okay. that's the firm in the movie. In the movie, the firm. That's what put them away. Oh yes, you could. Yeah. Al Capone and Tom Cruise from the firm yeah. confused. What put Capone away was uh, was um, uh, murder. It, no, income oh. tax evasion. Ah. he was never avoision? convicted of murder. Avoision. <laughs> I say avoision. <laughs> Look it up. Um, yeah, like the the credit card stuff. I think is fun and it's very in Bart's character. Um, kind of reminds me of the Australia uh, episode where you know he basically does something pretty serious, but doesn't really realize how serious it is because he's a little kid. And really, it's uh, the credit card card company's fault for accepting butt doctor and whatever I finds I keeps as well, it's valid the whole, income. It's <laughs> the whole thing where it's like, dear occupant, yes, you have been pre-approved for a money bank credit. Let's talk about credit. Let's credit is the worst thing. In the world, mm-hmm. credit card companies are evil, mm-hmm. uh, and I keep giving them money. <laughs> hey, are you going to work today? No, you're not. No. Why are you dressed so nice? I don't know. I felt like dressing nice. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to impress Laddie. Uh, <laughs> are you wearing a tie for the dock? For the listener, I'd like really to point out nice. I've, I've got a, a sweater and a collared shirt on, uh, which, if you know, <laughs> this basically paints a good picture of me where this is out of character <laughs> 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 to wear something semi-formal. 
to the point where Greg has to be like, what is happening? Who are you? Where's your shitty Spider-Man t-shirt? Wait, what's going on? Um, Did someone die? <laughs> are you speaking at the funeral? A sweater at Le Chateau to a for $20. Oh, it's a great sweater. And I don't get a chance to wear it that often. We're wearing semi-similar sweaters right now. Nice. S- semi. Se- semi. Semi. Yeah. Yours is nicer. Thank it's you. Much nicer. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, credit is yeah. awful. It is. Um, yeah. Very, very handy, though, for our modern capitalist society. It's, it's necessary in a lot of instances. Yeah. Like a lot of things, like try and buy a plane ticket without a credit card. Ah, good luck. You can't. Nope. <laughs> It's because those uh, those clowns at the credit card companies aren't, fat cats. aren't actually clowns. They're fat cats, mm. indeed. And they have made themselves um, indispensable and essential to being an adult in a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they, they'll give you a credit limit. Yep. Right? Once you get near that credit limit, they'll offer you a credit limit increase. Yep. And you're like, oh, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about getting close to my limit. I'll take that. But then you keep spending. And it's a trap. It's all a trap. Yeah. Especially for young people. Mm-hmm. Especially for college students. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Maxed Out. Documentary called Maxed Out. Have you ever watched that? I've heard of it, but it's I have very good. It. Yeah. I, re- I do recommend it. Um, it dives into this whole idea of credit card companies seemingly trying to help people and like just, yeah. It's just stuff like like this letter that Bart gets, where it's like you've been pre-approved for this thing. It's like no, you haven't. You're sending this to everyone because you just want people to give you money. Yeah, because it's a twenty-five percent interest. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. <clears throat> and yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I've struggled with it my whole life. Um, I was in a place where it was like starting to, I was starting to see the light. With uh, my income versus my expenses, and then uh, lost my job, <laughs> and then I'm back to in a bad place with credit, um, holding on and still like on the on the downswing as it were. But it's like because you know you 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 spend a certain amount every month towards your credit card, and then they charge you interest every month as well, and so it's like this very slow slow burn, and it's the worst. I do believe I've been able to pay mine every month. Some people are. Yeah, but that's only because I got lucky. I have been consistently lucky in that, hey, if I didn't get this Air Force voiceover thing, I would be fucked (laughs) right now. Like if they, if the, if the translation, if the, if the Ottawa Translation Bureau didn't send them the translations in French by the time the new year rolled around, I'm done. (laughs) I'm just done. I'm broke, and yep. I'm going to England, and I have no job, and I become a bum. Mm. I'm just not not a, like a not like a literal bum, but I become a leech a on the, the person who I love the most in the world, and it's uh, it's just a horrible, Which is a horrible feeling. Yeah, it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. Um, but now I've got some job interviews. Yeah, you do lined up, and hopefully I won't have to. Uh, destitute myself mm. i think is the word that the kids mm-hmm. use these mm-hmm. days prostitute i think is what that's you the meant. word thank you very much yeah prostitute <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh yeah so anyway this whole bart gets a credit card uh story makes sense to me it does yeah it's really funny too um especially when he gets that phone call I love that yes. phone call. <laughs> it's a very good phone call. Um, and what then, can, when can I tell my supervisor <laughs> you'll be making your payments? <laughs> you sound like a mature young man, and you wouldn't <laughs> want a bad credit rating to destroy your chances of future home ownership, car ownership, boat ownership. Because <laughs> that's what it does. Yep. That's why credit credit is bad. Yep. It's bad. It's very bad. Don't do it. Yep. Um, for all the young people listening out there, if you ever get a credit card, keep it at 500. 
Well, not only that, only use it for emergencies and pay it off right away. Yep. That's my advice. <laughs> Take it from someone who's very financially responsible. <laughs> uh, so the first thing that I did when I got my first credit card was um, buy a bowling alley, <laughs> which is what um, all fiscally responsible young people do. But my point being is, Bart, goes through exactly what you would think he would do. Like, he goes on a shopping well, spree to the... it's free money, right? Yeah, you, you, think... you do. Yeah. You think it's, that. It's, this, it's this, this mental block in a lot of people's brains, myself included when I was young, you know, where it's just like, they say, you know, you have 1,000 credit, and you think, oh, I have $1,000 to spend. They gave me $1,000? Yeah. Cool! Yeah, and that's how they, like, that's how they, they're, 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 they're smart. They're smart, and they're animals. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so yeah, you think so we're going to oh, slaughter gonna... them like animals. <laughs> you think I can just go spend this. And I do remember doing that myself as soon as I got my first credit card. I'm like, I'm going to go buy a, a video game. That's <laughs> like, that's cool. I can just go buy it and then pay it off later. And sure. it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. But then I don't think about paying it off later until no. the bill comes and I've spent a lot of money and I'm like, oh shit, I can't pay this all off. I'll put some towards it and then just not spend any more on this. But then I put money, like say I get $500. Oh, Alan. I, <laughs> I wasn't a smart child. I know where this is going. <laughs> when did you get your first credit card? Uh, oh, boy. At what age? It was, I was still living with my parents. All right. Um, hmm. Was I in high school? Oh, God. I want to say high school. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, God. I was pre-approved. <laughs> I got mine when I was finishing university. That's smart. Yeah, it was. I wasn't smart. No. You were Bart. I was Bart. In this situation. In this situation, except uh, it was a real credit card, not, yeah. not a fraud credit card. Well, was it a fraud credit card, though? Because it came from a well-established institution, Money Bank. Well, I don't mean that the uh, the credit oh, card was a fraud. He, he was fraudulent. He committed fraud. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Um, I, I used my real name. Yeah. I didn't use my dog's name. Right. So Santos L. Halper. I love that they that that's what they went with. I know. like Because I, really I always funny. forget that he actually puts Santa's little yeah. helper. Like, not even thinking, like, I should change it to something that sounds more... He's like, no, I'll, I'll just say my dog's name, yeah. which is clearly a dog's name. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Um, kids are stupid. And uh, yeah, they're just like ah, they. Th this is probably what they meant. Santos L. Halper. Sure, <laughs> silly. I wonder um, what his credit max was for all that stuff. Yeah, well, Laddie was twelve hundred. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing five five grand. Yeah, probably. Seems like a a classic first credit card. That's limit. so much. Yeah, that's so much money. Yep. And like, it's not real. It's no. not real money. It's not real money. Neither is money, by the way, but uh, well, that's another story. That's... <laughs> money isn't real. We've invented it. We We've it attributed value to it. We decide what's valuable. Yep. Get rid of it. <laughs> decide something else. Burn it down. <laughs> I love what this show's become. <laughs> Crazy, like anti capitalist yeah. rants every so often. <laughs> anti capitalist rhetoric. <laughs> oh, we will never. There's too much blood on the knob. Um, <laughs> Questions is... about the budget, sir. Ah, of course. <laughs> Birch Barlow. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, all, all I was going to say, not all I was going to say, but the, uh, the next thing I wanted to say was once the laddie situation starts happening, I'm less on board with Bart in general. I I I understand what they're doing with with the story but it just it feels it feels kind of not untrue but just a little hollow that he'd forget Santa's little helper so quickly immediately yeah it's like where he's literally just sitting outside the whole time and yeah feels a little manipulative for a show that's pretty good at manipulating you yeah and I just feel like it would it would have made more sense if he gets laddie and like starts encouraging the dogs to play together and you know what i mean like this is your brother and like that kind of thing like trying to and establish a dynamic between the two dogs more and then maybe it can make more sense when he's like which dog or is this the dog i need to take away and you know santa's little helper was being like shitty to laddie or something because he's a <laughs> shitty dog um 
And then maybe it would have made more sense for him to to steer the repo man to that dog. Mm. But even then, it fe- it still feels kind of it's weird, forced. It's know? a it's a weird third act, but also it's kind of a like I don't like where the where the second act goes, but mm. I do like where the third act ends up. Yeah, I like the third act uh, where it's kind of like a like a mystery where he's like yeah. tracking down. He's like playing a detective in a way yeah. and tracking down uh, Santa's little helper that way. That's a lot of fun. And then uh, all the jokes that they do, like the repo store is mm-hmm. funny when they have Moe's floor. Uh, the gift shop, the, the church gift shop is very funny. Uh-huh. Agnes is great. Angel. And uh, the blind man is also very funny. Mr. Mitchell. He's uh, a great one-off character. A great one-off character. Uh, presumably now behind bars for 15 years to life for possession, possession. for felony possession with intent to distribute mm-hmm. of marijuana. Mm-hmm. The worst drug in the world. The we all worst agree. one in the world. Although I don't think he went to jail at all. Why do you think that? Well, the ending of this episode <laughs> is maybe one of the greatest endings in Simpsons history. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful, Jamming. yeah, wonderful return to status quo ending. Mm-hmm. But the epilogue, if you will, is so great. It's like, ah, maybe you should get out of here, kid. This is gonna take a while. And then as soon Bob as Bob Marley leaves, immediately starts playing, Bob Marley starts playing. Another squad car shows up, <laughs> two more cops and a, and a lady on yeah. one of them's arm. And they beer. go in, and then jamming, jamming. Shut up! I love this song. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Shut up, Lou. Shut up, Lou. I love this song. Um Yeah, it's great. Uh presumably think- they get they they light up with the old man. Of course. Uh, with the blind man, and um they just like, oh, let's call it a day. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> after they're done smoking, they're like, huh, well, we were gonna arrest you for possession, but I don't see any marijuana here, do you? I don't either. You just give us a call whenever you get more. <laughs> Cops do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> corrupt. <laughs> cops are corrupt. Burn it down. <laughs> no money, no cops. Burn the whole thing. It's no more dead cops. Forget the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, <laughs> no more dead cops. Uh, I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> you know, that's uh, the guy, the, the person who says that, no more dead cops. That's Allie. Allie. Yeah. Alice indirect. Yeah. You didn't know that she had a role in the Dark Knight. I did not know that. That's, she's the one who says no I'll, more dead. Cops. I'll look for, look out for it next time. Yeah, look out for her. <laughs> Easy to miss. Yeah, blink and you miss it. She's very in character. <laughs> I think like this would have come up more as often. a Christopher Nolan extra. <laughs> uh, Christopher Nolan extras are almost as good as Sam Raimi extras mm. in his Batman movies. Yeah, I love his extras. There's some pretty good ones. Yeah. Uh, nothing beats the Sam Raimi New York citizen extras, uh, like the the like the day player one liners. Uh-huh. Uh, they they just win constantly. Yeah. Um, and if you want to learn more about that, check out our Patreon feed where we do a commentary of all three Sam Raimi Spider Man films. And uh, we may be jamming. We may a be little jamming bit a little bit whilst watching them, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And I hope you like jamming too. Jamming, like jamming with you. Um, who's the, what's the one, uh, extra in, I think Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. I was like, sure you got the right animal there, sir? <laughs> like trapped like a rat in a maze. Yeah. Um, like a rat in a trap, boys. Right. And he says, I think you got the wrong animal there, sir. <laughs> far as I, so he's silly. the same guy who says you are in for a show tonight, Oh, son. yeah. He's a great. That's a great. He's a great character. character in yeah. that movie. <laughs> When all the lights go out and the bat pod pl- passes by, and he's like, oh, Batman's oh, back. <laughs> this will be fun. Oh, you are in for a show tonight, <laughs> son. And then the, the chase happens, and you were in for a show That's tonight. That's right. Because that movie's great. I love that movie. It's so good. <laughs> Guys, go back and watch Dark Knight Rises and thank me later. You know, the third film in a well-loved like trilogy, especially when the second one is so highly praised... Often gets overlooked. It's the hardest one to land. For more information, watch our listen to our Spider-Man three commentary. <laughs> uh, maybe the better one, the the best one of the three. Spider-Man three. Yeah. Mm. Not oh the commentary. The commentary, <laughs> not of the films. 
was like, wow, that's a yeah. quick turnaround yeah. on you. My list was, I think I put it like, it's it's, it's like down. in the middle. It's, a, it's, it's down, but it's not at the, the, yeah. the last. It's not as bad as Amazing. Or Amazing 1. I meant both of them. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Those movies suck. They're bad. Yeah. Angel Badfield. I don't know. That was bad. Ah, boy. Holy. What am I doing? Let's talk about Ron. Ron. The writer. Oh. Um, <laughs> Ron Chambers. <laughs> Ron, my stepdad? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Ron. How's he doing? He's good. Good? Yeah. All right. Healthy? <laughs> of course. All right. Why'd you ask that? <laughs> Is he a runner? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Not to my knowledge. Uh, no, I want to talk about Ron Haug. Hauge, the uh, the Hug. writer of this episode. Yeah, just want to go through some of the episodes that he has written because his tenure on The Simpsons has long. Was Homer's phobia the first one? Yep, gotcha. His his tenure on The Simpsons is now over. Oh, for a long time. Um, so he wrote Homer's phobia, his first one, then followed by the Canine Mutiny, and then Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. Mm. Good app. And right. Dumbbell Indemnity, also a good app. And no comment. Mayored to the mob. Oof. Not great. I don't remember that one very well. That's with Mark Hamill. Oh, great app. No, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he wrote the Treehouse of Horror 10 episode, Life's a Glitch, Then You Die. Mm. I think that might be the Is one with the, Pierce Brosnan. I was going to say the house one, I yeah. think. Yeah. And then uh, in 2000. Oh, no, I think it might be where Y2K happens. Oh, cool. And they get shot into space right. with uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, God. Or no, sorry, Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold. Oh, yeah. And then they decide to eject themselves into space yeah, instead they, of listening to those celebrities. relief of death. That, that, that whole thing. Because death is better than Roseanne, am I right? <laughs> I'm going to actually find this out. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the Y2K one. Nailed it. You did. And then Missionary Impossible. Jeebus? Yep. Ugh. That's the mis- Ron. It's the Mr. X one. Ron. He starts out strong. You out, started out strong. Real strong out the gate. You're, you're like your own little microcosm of The Simpsons. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Real Two real strong episodes, uh, three pretty good ones, and then mm-hmm. just kind of just whatever. Pew. Yeah. Uh, and he also uh, did a lot of writing on Ren and Stimpy, mm. Rocco's Modern Life, and ah. he wrote two Seinfeld episodes. Ooh, which ones? The Marine Biologist. Oh, great episode. And Fusilli Jerry. Oh, also very good. But yeah. Marine Biologist is a classic. <laughs> That be- one of the best endings of that show. Uh, wh- how does it end? Uh, it's the the whole idea. So there's they're peppered throughout the episode is Kramer going to the beach and shooting golf balls into the sea. And <laughs> okay, there's a- the other kind of main storyline that the title comes from is George having to pretend to be a marine biologist because Jerry runs into an old uh, uh, high school friend of theirs and she asks about George. And he's like, has, what, what did he end up doing with his life kind of thing? And Jerry says, oh, he's a marine biologist because he didn't want to say he's unemployed. <laughs> and so then he... That's hilarious. Yeah, so then she I could just contacts see Seinfeld George. saying that yeah. with a smirk on his face. <laughs> he's a marine, marine biologist. biologist. Um, I'm terrible Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> but she contacts George because she was like kind of into him. And then so George needs to pretend to be a marine biologist. End of the episode, they're walking on the beach, and a whale has been uh, shored. And someone in the crowd, Larry David, shouts out, Is anyone here a marine biologist? (laughs) And so she looks at George, and we cut to the diner where George is telling them the story (laughs) about what happened. And the the monologue he gives is so good, but it ends with, um, I finally I reached in and pulled out the obstruction, and he holds up a golf ball, <laughs> and then the you know the the laugh track, the crowd's laughter is is very very good. Kramer is looking uncomfortable, and he says, "What is that? A Titleist?" Because that's the <laughs> yeah. brand that he's been shooting into the into the ocean. It's very funny, <laughs> very good show. Uh, Seinfeld guys, that's great. If you like Simpsons, you might like Seinfeld. Yeah, you might. <laughs> Same era. Anyway. <laughs> I, I never got into that show in any real way, which is a shame because it's a hard one. I think it's a hard one to get into post the the fact like and The Simpsons is 
to a degree as well, but it's a little easier because, uh, again, like the the laugh track, live audience, whatever you know, um, in Seinfeld makes it harder to uh, to engage with because that was such an era of the '90s, uh, era, um, such a staple of the '90s. Yeah. So if you didn't enjoy it at the time, it's harder to watch it now and be like, oh, this is what people enjoyed. It's just like I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird phenomenon that I love. But do you miss it? Do you miss the laugh track? Um, you know, sometimes I do. I think sometimes it can like like that ending to Marine Biologist, for example. Like sometimes it plays very well because it gives the actors time to just sit in the moment because the laughs are happening so much and they can't go on until the laughs subside. And it's kind of fun to see them continue to react and like stay in character and in in the moment with that um you see a lot of youtube videos where it's like friends without the laugh track and you see how weird it is and yeah it's weird because it's super weird because people don't say a thing and then and stare at each other like that for a while you know like no they're it's gonna a, keep it's talking it's a play it's a play it's yeah. a teleplay yeah. uh so one of the things that I always really enjoyed was this uh, the college humor video, the like the honest laugh track for two and a half men. Okay, um, I don't think I've seen it. It's very very funny. If anyone has a spare moment, go check it out. And it's it's just like a like wherever the laugh track would be, it's what you at home are really thinking. Uh-huh. It's like um, like the kid, the the, the, the half man, yeah, the half man. Um, <laughs> Asks like asks a question related to sex or something, and then the instead of the laugh track, it's just a guy in like a reverby auditorium being like, "Oh, this is gonna be bad." <laughs> <laughs> and he's right; it's a terrible string of jokes. The right. jokes are very, very bad. Yeah, um, because I I think that's I think that's why a lot of people dislike the laugh track because it it feels like they're dumbing things down and they're telling you what's funny when you might not find it funny however shows like seinfeld are most of the time just genuinely funny Mm -hmm. like i i have never seen an episode of seinfeld where i didn't laugh yeah like it was it was a very it's a it's a very very funny show and it like it doesn't need the laugh track but it's definitely better with it yeah yeah because i like the feeling of it being like this new york teleplay yeah yeah and it's the same thing with Friends. There's a because uh, um, that show's genuinely funny, right? That's mm-hmm. that's why oh, yeah, there's yeah. like that that shows has got, has has a lot of really great moments. I can't think of one from <laughs> Two and a Half Men or oh, yeah. or or Big Bang Theory. Yeah, um, um, yeah. I think uh, I think the laugh track can be is still an art and can be used in a good way. I think too many sitcoms just rely on it too much. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a very good podcast called the Dakota Ring that did a I think their first episode actually is about the laugh box, and it's basically about the person who created the the canned laughter, like so the not the stu- live ah, studio audience yes. uh, thing, and how it's like like they they play it almost like a like a piano, mm-hmm. like because they like you know sometimes they just want a little bit of laughter and sometimes they want like uproarious laughter and that kind of thing and it's it's very interesting so I recommend that podcast. That's so. That's so interesting because I've done, I've I've done uh, like video sketches and audio uh, sketches. I think we did a flawed execution mm-hmm. where I put in a laugh track at one point, and it is. It's like it's weird because you have to go through it and be like, "What laugh does this gag call yeah. for?" Yeah, <laughs> and you have to find the right one. It is. It's a delicate thing. It is like playing an instrument in a way. Yeah, and. I could never get it right. I was I wasn't very very good at it. Um, mostly the joke was, "You get the point that I'm going for here." <laughs> it's supposed you to, understand. You get it. I won't do it for long. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's also, like it's also like a thing where like if if the show isn't a multicam sitcom, I will never buy the laugh track. Hmm. I will never buy into it. Or like a like a sketch comedy show, right? But it has for me a laugh track can only work if it's an obvious set, right? And if there's like, like if it's a if it's a single cam scene, like like a lot of British shows did this. They had like um, 
they 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 have like the laugh track going, but it's a a single cam show, mm-hmm. and so it's like who's laughing? Yeah, where is this coming from? Ah. What are you doing? What's going on? Stop it now! It scares me. So yeah, that's yeah laugh tracks. Yeah, well, that's that's our thoughts about laugh tracks. <laughs> Laughing about the track. How I Met Your Mother was the weird one. It was a very weird one because I like that show, but the laugh track was not necessary for that show. I don't like that show. Oh, anymore. I okay. did. I did. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, we watched the finale together. We did. Yeah. We did an episode on it. We did. Yeah. I think it's, it's lost to time. Yeah, maybe. Which is fine. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, the last episode is very bad. Yeah. Um, it leaves a real sour taste in your mouth, and it's very, very hard to go back and watch that show, knowing yep. where it ends up, because it, it really... I don't like shows that put a lot of weight on where it's going to end up. Right. Because the whole premise is how it ends, uh-huh. of that show in particular. And as it goes on and on and on, uh, this... The, this our main character becomes less and less worthy of anyone <laughs> to love him. Yeah. Uh, the sad part is I often identify with Ted Mosby a lot. <laughs> so that's another reason it's sad for me. That's fair. I'm like, oh no. Is this where my life's going to go? Become insufferable? Oh, I think a lot of us uh, really worry about that. I mean, we, have a, we have a podcast. <laughs> We're obviously what? insufferable. Is that where I am? Yeah, that's where you are. Oh, you're, boy. T- you're talking into a magic speaking rod. Ah. That's right. It's the whetstone. <laughs> Sorry, just quick update on D&D. We played D&D last night. It was a uh, one-shot, uh, non-canonical campaign, and they all died. <laughs> well, two out of three <laughs> two died. Two out of three died. I blew myself up. Yeah. Alan was in a mech suit that he was unfamiliar with, found a big red button, <laughs> Pushed it. It was a self-destruct button. He blew up. And Mark got crushed under someone's boot. Yep. Good work, us. <laughs> Dead. We did, We nailed it. Yeah. That's that's the that's the nice thing about non-canon. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, as a DM, you can be fucking brutal. You can kill him. It was yeah. basically our Halloween episode. Our Treehouse of Horror episode of yep. D&D. That's right. Which is how we get back on track. Absolutely it is. So... I like how Bart's m- one of his first things that he thinks of is go to the comic book store, and then of <laughs> course comic book guy knows who he is. But the second thing is, let's dial a number, let's yeah. order things online, phone and, mail in, yeah, a, a mail in thing. And one of the first thing he does is buy things for his family. Yeah, I think that's kind of sweet. It is sweet. Like before, this is all before the laddie thing. So I'm actually yeah. really on his side for that. Yep. And it's like, cool, you got your mama uh, some cookware and 15 pounds of Vancouver smoked salmon. And your dad got a shirt. Smell it. It smells like salmon. (laughs) Pet pills for Lisa. Pet pills for the college bound. Trucker's choice. I love love that she's just like, oh, thanks. Yeah, she loves them. She takes them immediately. She's ready to go. Yeah. I could see Lisa being like, man, I, I would get so much done if I didn't have to sleep. Yeah. So it's it makes sense to me. Yeah. That's tragic. No. Um and then he's like, I'm gonna buy a bunch of other shit. Yeah, for himself. He's like, I bought things for my family, so I'm gonna buy things for myself now. Yeah. Which a lot is, of weird things. Yeah. A lot of things he'll n- look at and Do you never think it's use. just because he found that catalog? And yeah. He's just, just using he's like, This is the only way I can buy stuff is through this catalog. The only catalog he has. Man, if if this happened when they had the internet Oh, he would be be a nightmare. Yeah. He'd be in jail. So do you think his, like, obviously Bart's life is ruined, but do you think <laughs> this uh, is a major contributor to it? <laughs> Did, what do you mean? Like his future, like his future not panning out at all. Mm. Like his credit score is now horrible? Yeah. It's like a, but is it? It's like 102. Because it's not under his name. That's a good point, but he did commit mail fraud. Mm-hmm. And nobody seems to know. Well, and no, he got yeah. away with it. Yeah, they just repo all his shit. He's fine. And then he's fine. And he comes into the repo house and he's like, did you repossess something for um, a guy named Santos L. Helper? That's right. And he's like, is that you? And he's like, no. Yeah. They don't even ask if it's him so or it's, not. So the mail fraud's never found out. No. In fact, somewhere in Springfield, there's a record of a Santos L. Helper with horrible credit rating. That's right. And he only exists on paper. That's right. So perhaps... If Bart ever goes to prison, 
he could uh, get himself a little pickaxe and a, a little, little rock po- hammer, a little rock hammer, a little little poster of Krusty oh. to hang on his uh, prison wall and tunnel through the walls for twenty so years, and then and then after he gets out, someone who never existed before except on paper strides Walks into, into <laughs> Springfield National Bank. <laughs> oh, what a great movie! Oh yeah, the best. Zawatanejo. Zawatanejo. I hope I can get across the border. I hope to see my friend and shake his hand. I hope the ocean is as blue as it is in my dreams. I, I hope. hope. What a great movie. Ah, so good. Ah, so good. Guys, see Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> You've been uh, sleeping on it? It's the most basic Watch it. it's the most basic opinion in the world that Shawshank is a great so film. So good. But it is. don't care. It's truly great. <laughs> it's a yeah. And it's it's a fun movie. It to was just... a, it was a gateway movie for me. Yeah, in me a lot too. Of ways. Yeah. Me too. Where I was like, I like movies like Casper and Bushwhacked. <laughs> <laughs> Bushwhacked. What the hell is that? <laughs> you got to tell me about Bushwhacked. Bushwhacked is a uh, horrible comedy. Sure. Uh, slapstick comedy starring Daniel Stern, uh, oh, fresh off gosh. the height of his fame from the Home Alone films, where they're like, we can make him a leading man, right? Nope. And uh, it's him taking a bunch of kids out into the woods, and hijinks ensue. I can't remember the. There's like a lot of like uh, slapstick comedy. Oh, that's balls? like most of it. Yeah. So was that his thing now? Like, yeah, yeah. Because he's brilliant in oh, the Home Alone films. Yeah, he's absolutely. And he's a very good actor. Like, but that was yeah, that was just the thing. They were like, "This is what you do now." And yeah. I I think that might have been <laughs> the last time they tried it. Yeah. Because it didn't do well. But it's just a it's a it sticks out as a memory for me because I went to see it. Um, one of my good friends growing up, his mom was like, "We're gonna go see a movie," and we went to see Bushwhacked, and it's just like I thought it was hilarious. And I look back on it now, and I'm like, "Yeah, like that was a bad movie." But when I was a kid, I was like, "This is the best." Yeah. And it, yeah, like Shawshank Redemption was one of those movies when I saw it, and I'm like, "Oh, like movies can make me feel other things. <laughs> it can make you feel anything." Yeah. And so it was a yeah it was an important movie for me in that in that sense. The slapstick film has become kind of a dead genre now. Slapstick yeah. comedy film, yeah, in a way. Uh, I think. I mean, like, I think comedies in general are almost dead. Yeah, that's true. At least studio comedies. Yeah, uh, like Netflix is the only. Yeah, streaming services release comedies pretty and constantly, and, and they're like middling at best. Like, yeah, there's. N- yeah, I I don't know. If like I've there was a time in the especially in the nineties where like comedies time. were the highest grossing films of the year. Yeah, or everyone like went to the theater. Like to Rush laugh. Hour was fucking it was huge. You know, huge. Home Alone. Home Alone, of course. The Home Alone is such a Ace weird. Ventura Two, When Nature Calls, I'm pretty sure was like a big grossing one. Can I tell you something about Home Alone? You sure can. And I, I want you to see if like if this resonates with you. I feel like it's such a strange outlier type of movie because both of the movies follow a similar structure. Mm-hmm. He's home alone, mm-hmm. but in the second one, he's lost, he lost in New, New York. York but still, he's home alone in that hotel. Yes. So it's just this kid who's doing shenanigans home alone, and the climax of the like most of the laughs in those movies, in both those movies, come in like a ten to fifteen minute span <laughs> where he's just fucking with these robbers. Yeah. And that's where most of the laughs actually come from, if not the only laughs Mm -hmm. in that movie. That's what I remember about those movies being like, nothing else feels really funny in these movies except for watching Joe Pesci's head catch on fire. Yeah. And Marv step on a... Nail. On a nail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing about those movies is that when I was a kid... They were some of my favorite movies, but I would fast forward. Absolutely, there were I would like, like I'm like, let's get to the traps. Let's yeah, get let's to get traps. to the. That's what we're all here let's for. Let's get to the saw type traps. And now that's like my least favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm if- like, I love all the setup. I love all the stuff with old man Marley. I love like just him figuring out how to be an adult when he's eight years old. Like he's doing laundry. You know, it's that's like a good point. I haven't seen them in a long time. Maybe I, I should watch them watch every it year. Again. Every year, man. Yeah. Yep. I should watch it again every Christmas. I'll I'll watch it. The ending to Home Alone will like makes me cry every time. Yeah. Yep. When his mom shows up, because his like she he, she says hi like hi sweetie or whatever. He turns around and he's got this stoic face, and she's like I'm so sorry like blah 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 blah. And then because you can tell he's kind like he just went through some pretty traumatic it's, yeah, shit. Yeah, he's kind of traumatized. And you can tell he's kind of mad at her, but then he cracks a smile, and it's just like he doesn't care. He's just so happy to see her. 
It's just like, it's one of the most lovely things, and I love it so much. And then he sees old man Marley hugging his son, and he waves to him, and it's just, uh, and then it's it's just lovely. I love it. I think that's a reference to uh, Jacob Marley? 100%. Yeah? I think so, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's what I always assumed, anyway. Movie's 3% yeah. better. <laughs> From wherever it was, yep. in your estimation. Marley and Marley. Yes. Ooh. Uh, we should talk about this episode a oh, little yeah. bit more before we <laughs> close the book on it. Um, it's not a very substantial episode. It's very. Let's talk simple. about the dogs. Yeah, Laddie, Laddie. What? Now a... you're you're a dog lover. I am. I love your parents. I love have dogs. have dogs. Yeah, I love I love my dogs. Have you ever owned a dog yourself? Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, like outside in, of your family, independent of my family. Yeah. No, I have not because, well, <laughs> not a dog, uh-huh. but a cat. Sure. Yeah. 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 I kind of shared a cat with a partner. Gotcha. For some time. Right. It was a stray cat that we found. Yeah. And um, it like we were like we were outside my house one day and it just like came up to me and started like kneading at my knees. And I was like, oh, this is a cutie. <laughs> um, looks like it's a stray. Yeah. And we were like, oh, maybe we should take it to, to your place because we can't take it to mine because there was someone who was deathly allergic to cats. Right. And so we took it to her place and it um and one morning I woke up there and it had given birth. Oh wow. Under the bed <laughs> to uh six kittens. Wow. And uh two of those kittens are still in my life. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. They belong to uh Dave Gabbert, the co host uh, of the Y Academy podcast. That's right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I so I mean Bart's situation is uh a bit different. He's than, fraudulent. <laughs> I mean, in terms of ownership of the dog, he yeah. doesn't own it on his own. It's a family, but pet. it's it's always been kind of Bart's dog, yeah. right? Um, and the thing that, yeah, that really, as a dog owner now, um, and I always felt this way, but like it's especially rings true to me now. Uh, it just never made sense that he would just forget about Santa's little helper. No, it's absolutely. It's awful. And like I I do obviously appreciate that he realizes, oh, like I need to get him back. I love that dog. I want him back. You know, like he realizes that and he is young. So like maybe you can have some uh, nuance, some uh, understanding of what where he's coming from because he's I younger. I think Nancy Cartwright plays it very well. I do too. To bring you back on to his, uh, to, to empathize with him and yeah. to sympathize with yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I think it's a I think it's a genuinely great performance from her in this episode. Yeah, I agree. Um I I've thought about like I've I've thought about this especially cuz like my dog has some behavioral issues and uh will sometimes you know have accidents in the house like things like he's not a perfect dog. No dogs are, really. But I thought about this when watching this episode today. I was like if like a laddie came into my life, would I be like ah like I don't need this other dog anymore, and like absolutely not. <laughs> like there's just I don't know. There's something about a bond between. Uh, you well, know, he's your little guy. He's my little buddy. He's nobody else's little buddy. He's, he's your else's. little buddy. Yeah, and like I also think there's something about like having a dog like Laddie that would be kind of annoying. I mean, they you feel it, it in the it episode. Ha- yeah, they they play that up in the episode for sure. Especially like the <laughs> I love the little cards. Time for a yeah. walk. Gotta find out where he's keeping those. They're non-transferable. <laughs> Like I think that's really funny. Um I like that aspect of it. I yeah, I just I would be like, yeah, cool, this dog can do tricks and is well behaved and uses the toilet, I guess. But like when it comes down to it, there's something like something special about like a little rugged ragamuffin A little Rudiger. Little Rudiger who's just like <laughs> kind of a piece of shit sometimes, but like can't help but love him. And that's how I feel about my dog. Like, he's is that going to be our shorthand? Can that be our like our official shorthand going on for a little piece of shit, but you can't help but love him? A little Rudiger, a little Rudiger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like our badger plot. Yeah, he's, yeah. A little Rudiger. Yeah, yeah. Santo cell helper is a little Rudiger. <laughs> There's times where he's just like, you know, he's sitting on my bed and just like licking his paw for like ten minutes, and I'm like, dude, stop it. It's so annoying. And he looks at me, and I'm just like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> so cute. You know what uh, one of my one of my dogs does, Amber? Mm-hmm. Uh, only when she's at my parents' house, um, she will jump up on their bed, and there's a little blanket that mm-hmm. the dogs 
lie on so that they can like all their hair gets on it. Sure. So she'll like bunch up the corner of the of the little uh, only this blanket. Yeah. Nowhere else, like if they're if 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 they're on a trip, if they're in Victoria, nowhere else will she do this except when they're at home in Cochrane. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll bunch up the little corner of the blanket and just start chewing on it, <laughs> kind of like kind of like, but very lightly, so yeah. it like doesn't make like. But she just like has to. <laughs> it it's like her little nerner. <laughs> and it's so cute. fucking cute. I cute. can't even handle it. Dogs are cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that the the realization happens for Bart where he not only he's like kind of getting fed up of Laddie and gives him away to the police, which I think is also like a, a good call on his, on his end, you know, the police can use that dog better than he can. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, I need to find my dog. I need to find Santa's little helper. And then we go on a little mystery hunt and it's fun. It ends in the, the blind man. Um, and that's the other thing is like the blind man is like, I'm like of two minds about this blind man, because <laughs> like it does seem at first glance like yeah, he does he does need this dog more than Bart does, you know, he's made he's made friends with him, and he's his little buddy, he's his little Rudiger. But I'm also like, but it's Bart's dog. <laughs> yeah, it is Bart's dog, and mm, the thing is like, I th- I feel like the marijuana thing is meant to be like oh. He's, he's a bad man. See, he's a bad guy. Yeah. And it's like, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's a blind man. Give him some... Let him have some weed. Let him have some weed, man. <laughs> and uh, to be fair, I think the episode does a good job of uh, telegraphing that that's actually the case. Yeah. That what happened is that the police just smoked it with him. Yeah. Uh, but in the moment, you're like, oh, it's marijuana, sir. Yeah. It's like guess you weren't such a good guy after all yeah i mean he's he's not he's, a good guy he's a great guy now seems, seems fine seems yeah. like a great guy to me yeah yeah it's a, it's kind of a weird ending in a way i'm i'm like i said of two minds about it but yeah. i think overall i i enjoy where they go with it yeah. um yeah it would have been worse if they, if they it was just like that's ah, marijuana sir all right book him boys and like he goes to jail and you're yeah. like oh we're supposed to feel good about that <laughs> like um it's weird too that they have like the uh, hold on, maybe it's medicinal. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's medicinal. Like, I'll go blinder. Yeah, where it's like, it probably could have been medicinal. Totally. Like, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Easily. It's interesting, 1997. It's like, yeah, medicinal marijuana was still being abused. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, well, that's not to even talk about. There's the zombie episode where Homer gets medicinal marijuana. Sure be interesting to go back and watch that that episode now because I, I was still when i saw this episode as a kid i was still of the mind that weed was bad you know what i mean like yeah i mean dare does its, its drugs job. Yeah. yeah drugs are bad yeah. don't say no to drugs it's the gateway drug like shawshank yeah. is a gateway movie that's right <laughs> leads you to worse and worse drugs like meth like meth and if you crack s- cocaine if you smoke one single pot you will you will wake up the next morning addicted to methamphetamines, glass, your, hot Your glass, baby will be dead. Ice. And you'll have a dead baby in a microwave. And your and egg you, will be smashed. And you've just... you've just, this, is your, this is your brain on drugs. You've just crushed your, your drug lover under an ATM. Is that Rachel Lee Cook? Hmm? Is that Rachel Lee Cook in that uh, ad? In that movie? No, in that ad. Oh, Remember thought... the This is your brain with the egg? Is your brain on drugs, and they smash it with a frying pan. There's a movie where she has sex with a guy in a in a in, in a cemetery, and his head gets crushed by a by a tombstone. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what movie is that? I don't know. I think it's a movie with She's numbers all in the title. <laughs> it's like eleven seventeen. The to number twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one that she she did her big comeback for. <laughs> Uh, no, but it's an actual movie that I exists. I think it is her in that, in that ad, anyway. You're probably right. Or Tara Reid. No. One of the pussycats. <laughs> Can't believe I'm sitting here with the pussy hats. <laughs> pussycats. The ears. Of course. Of course. My mistake. It's <laughs> a great movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know, anything else you want to say about this app? Not really. We can move on to our reference desk. Reference desk, yeah. Uh, the title is a reference to the Kane Mutiny, which is a book and made into a movie oh. that I know nothing about. Oh, is it like one of those uh, pulp novels that's like the um, the the proper noun 
um, something like the like the Chancellor manuscript. I mean, probably. I just told you I know nothing about it, so I don't know why you asked me follow up questions. The Osterman <laughs> weekend, like the the pronoun noun. Sure. These are. I mean, these throw like in another one. Other. <laughs> The, the Johnson conundrum. The, the the black the black suit coming. Man in black no, three. No, no, man, you gotta do proper what? noun noun. Um the Blackwood conspiracy. Beautiful. <laughs> Over eleven million copies sold. Wow. Yeah. All you gotta do is I'm put a bestseller. Is put Robert Ludlum's <laughs> The Blackwood Conspiracy and eleven million copies. That's right. And even though he's been dead for 40 years or whatever. Books are, books are a sham. Burn them down. <laughs> Burn books. Uh, wait, no. All right. Uh, Publishers Clearinghouse. Oh, yeah. This is funny. This is a fun one-two joke. Marge, I guess. We're out of the it, running. Out of the running. Yeah. They do like sweepstakes and shit, yeah. so I'm guessing that's what it's about. Uh, and then the New Yorker. <laughs> They've been denied or something? Yeah, like New, New Yorker subscription Denial or We've something? We've been rejected. Like, rejected for, from subscribing to the New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. That's great. Uh, Godzilla is referenced in the Zoidzilla oh, yes. comic that Bart wants to buy. Jesse Owens is the radioactive man travels back in time to defeat Jesse Owens, which is, which is uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Marge's uh, cookware that has a radio, It's uh, it plays You Really Got Me by the Kinks. <laughs> Um, Lisa says Pep Boys, which is a like auto some oil auto place. It's yeah. like a oil change service. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, Laddie, of course, is a spoof of Lassie. Uh, Skull and Bones is a secret society at Yale that Laddie was a part of. Apparently, um, the Wiz. Do you know the Wiz? Nobody beats them. Um, is the the musical the Wiz? No, like it's a I guess a place in the states. It's like a furniture store, I think. Okay. There's a Seinfeld episode about it as well. Oh, right. That's okay. why I know it. But the church uh, gift shop says nobody beats the Rev, and it's a reference to nobody beats the Wiz. Okay. And then, of course, Jamming by Bob Marley. Robert Marley. Hope you like jamming, too. I don't remember this part, but jamming. Jamming. <laughs> uh, great. Those are, some, those are some sick references. What about uh, your favorite joke? My favorite joke is Homer telling Bart, well, crying isn't going to get your dog back <laughs> unless your tears smell like dog food. So you could sit there eating can after can of dog food until your tears smell enough like dog food for your dog to come back, or you can go out there and find your dog. You're right. I'll do it. Rats. I almost had him eating dog food. <laughs> I love the cut to the next act, and it's like, I'm going to find the dog, the good dog or the bad dog. The bad, bad dog. dog. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah, that was honestly my favorite joke as well. I also really like the the Millhouse. Of course, thing that, that was I used at the, as the quote. If we're gonna like, if I want to add another one, it's the it's why did, why I, did I have, have the bull, Bart? Why did I have the bull? It's a it's a classic line, and uh, Millhouse just rocks it. I like that moment too because it's it it nails home the idea that Bart's like. I guess I was the only one who really liked him, you know, and it kind of like it emphasizes that idea of like, like he needs me as well, you know, and that's like often like a dog owner bond is you not you not only love your dog and want good things for them, but like you feel like without you, they'd be in trouble. Yeah. You know, they'd be very sad. Yeah, they would be. So that's the Jurassic Bark. Oh. Futurama thing. Yeah. 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 Seymour. Seymour. What a good dog. If it takes forever. Stop it. I will Stop wait it. for uh, Let's do an MVP <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> uh, my name is Santa's little helper. Yeah? Yep. He's a good boy. Dan Castellaneta does him in this one, and Frank Welker does Laddie? Or does I he think do Frank both? Welker does both. Okay. Yeah. Frank Welker definitely does Laddie. Uh, I'm guessing because they got him in for Laddie, they had him do Santa's as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, mine is Nancy Cartwright for this episode nice, because yeah. I think the 
the the nature of the 22 minute episode in the Elastic Universe makes things progress at a pace that isn't exactly natural. Mm-hmm. It's a little like like a lot of things in the Simpsons. It's very very fast, and so the way this episode actually does work and isn't like I don't consider this a bad episode at all. Yeah, I it's just it's because of her. She nails Bart's arc in this episode, and Bart genuinely has an arc. Yep, and I like that. Yeah, I like seeing that, and she can really pull it off. She does, yeah. So, good, good for her. her. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that. That's it. We did it. We we're done. We're done for uh, now. Well, um, folks, uh, thanks for listening. We are, of course, the two bad neighbors. But this isn't the only place that you can listen to things from the Boathouse Studios network. You can hop on over to the Boat- Boathouse Studios feed and listen to shows like The Cinevals and Y Academy, all available for free with new episodes coming. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> question mark. And uh, you can, of course, subscribe to our Patreon, where, as mentioned, we did Spider-Man commentaries. And we continue doing Two Bad Neighbors Zombie Years. Maybe. Here and there. (laughs) (laughs) We Um, will. All these maybes, yes, they will happen, but I'm just not sure how yet. Yeah, we'll figure it out, though. Um, Because we want to keep doing this. We're doing it until the end of season 10. That's right. So that's the goal we've set, and we meet our goals. We will do it. We don't give up. Never. Never surrender. Exactly. By Grabthar's hammer, I will avenge thee. Yes. Galaxy Quest. All right. Great. Uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod, and search for us on Facebook at uh, Two Bad Neighbors, a Simpsons podcast. And uh, what else? Email. Email. Oh yeah. We love we love emails. We love having you guys ask questions. We yeah. love answering questions. Just Anything. know during this time we'll probably not get to them until Greg is back or you know we're back to recording. But the point format. is we will get to them. Yes. So please send them in. Please let us know what you think. Uh, of course you can do that at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And thanks so much again for listening, everybody. Our next episode is the old man and the Lisa. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. We recorded that one a while ago. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's coming good, out. It's a good app. It's a good one with James Avramenko. Yeah. Our, our friend who has guested before. Yep. And bye. Keep watching the skis. There you go. Jeez.